Welcome back to the Sailing in the Mediterranean podcast. I want to thank Freddie MD, and I don't know if that's Freddie in Maryland or Freddie the medical doctor, but he wrote a review for the podcast the last couple of weeks, and I really want to thank him for that review. It was very, very flattering, and I don't want to read it on the air because it's sort of like uh, it, it sort of sounds like bragging, so I'm not going to. But, Freddie, thank you so much for writing that review. We've got 30 written reviews now for the podcast and, and a total of 41 reviews where people have gone in and put a put a star uh, or five stars or four stars or three stars or whatever star rating they like for the podcast. And I really appreciate it when you take the time to go into the iTunes uh, directory and write a review for the podcast. Thanks a lot. Also, you're welcome to just write me a letter directly if you want to, franz at medsailor.com. So I didn't get a podcast out last Thursday. I was skiing with a buddy of mine. And on the way back from the ski resort, I got a call from Charlie Oliver, one of my listeners over in Denver, Colorado, who actually stopped by one day and we went out to lunch. And Charlie wanted my opinion on where to go sailing for a one-week charter out of Dubrovnik, Croatia. So that's going to be my podcast. I talked to Charlie on the phone and gave him some suggestions, but I thought this would be a good podcast to do for for those of you who are heading over to Croatia and might be chartering out of Dubrovnik. I may do some other podcasts on chartering from different areas, but this is basically my thoughts on what a one-week charter might be. But before I get into the podcast, the content of this podcast... Let me do my quick advertisement. If you are studying for the ASA 101, 103, or 104, I have a series of audio lessons available for you at the website. Uh, They're $29.99 each. They will not teach you to sail, but they will give you the information you need to pass the written portion of those uh, American Sailing Association exams. To really learn to sail, you've got to get on the water, and I can't help you there. You've got to take the initiative and and find a way to get on the water and start sailing. But before you get on the water, let me suggest that you go get a book on sailing and learn the terminology of sailing. And if you don't want to do that, consider getting my ASA 101 course, which is going to teach you a lot of the terminology and the maneuvers and some of the safety procedures on a boat and some of the rules of the road. It's not going to go into a lot of detail, but it's going to give you the basics so you understand what you're doing and what the terminology being thrown about is when you get on a boat. That would be my first recommendation for you if you're a new sailor. If you sailed a while and you're trying to get your ASA 104, which is going to allow you to go to Croatia and, and charter a boat on your own without having to hire a captain, then go through the course. You have to pass ASA 101, then the 103, and then you can take the 104. So each one of those exams is required before you get to the 104. And each has a different set of skills that you have to learn to develop to pass those examinations. So those audio lessons are available in Amazon and iTunes, but if you have a choice, I'd prefer that you buy them through the website medsailor.com, which will take you to a service called Gumroad, and it'll allow you to download the episodes in an mp3 format and from that you can put them on a cd and listen to them in your car whatever you want to do so if it's something you think might be worthwhile take a look at it all right so charlie called while i was driving back from the ski resort today and said franz give me some suggestions on where to go out of dubrovnik and there's so many choices but i wanted to go over 
some of the places I think might be worthwhile. When you fly into Dubrovnik, you're going to be landing at the airport, which is at the southern end of, not really town, it's actually about 10 miles away from the town of Dubrovnik. It's actually much closer to a town called Savtat, C-A-V-T-A-T, which was my port of entry when I sailed from Italy over to Croatia, and I cleared customs actually in Savtat. Savtat is a picture-perfect village, and if you have a night that you're going to be spending before you arrive at the boat, that would be my recommendation for staying. It's a picture-perfect little harbor town, gorgeous little town, and the next day I'd say go ahead and take the taxi up and head up to Dubrovnik Marina. Now, you can stay right in Dubrovnik town. Uh, that would also be a choice, but it's such a beautiful harbor. Savtat is such a beautiful little harbor that I'd, I'd say check that one out. Now, once you arrive at the marina, the marina's way up this inlet, and it's a very, very well-protected marina. It's an ACI marina. It's a top-notch marina, full-service marina. It's got a hard standing area where I've left my boat two years uh, in, in different times. One year, one year, then I left my boat up in Crest one year and then back down and left my boat there before I headed down to Montenegro and Albania. But it's a great harbor. It's a top-notch marina, and it's not cheap. If you go in in the summer on your own boat and you don't have a long contract, you're going to be paying probably around $70 a night just to stay in the harbor. But the moorings, actually it's not the moorings, it's Sunsail has a base there. It's a, big, it's a big base for Sunsail out of there. And I've met the manager of the marina years ago when I was having some engine problems. He pointed me in the right direction to get a, a water pump fixed. So I've met the manager of the Sunsail base there. So the Sunsail base, they've got a little structure right in the marina for sitting down and going over charts and checking you in, but the actual boats are way out at the end of the dock. But once you get on your boat and you get checked out, let me give you some suggestions on where I think you might want to go. Now, I'm going to pretty much limit my comments for a one-week charter heading north out of Dubrovnik, or I should say northwest out of Dubrovnik. If I wanted to talk about a one-week trip going south, that's a whole nother podcast, and I may take that on if I get some positive feedback on this podcast. But let's talk about where you might want to go. If you get a late afternoon start, which is probably a, a reasonable likelihood on your first day on the boat, by the time you get checked out, do your inventory, and everything else, uh, you probably might get a later start. A couple places that you can go. If you head down the river and you take a right, there's a harbor there called Mali Zaton, M-A-L-I-Z-A-T-O-N. Now, I've anchored in this little harbor quite a few times, and it seems to be a popular stop for first-night charters. For that reason, you better be a little careful. This is going to be your first anchorage, and more than likely, you're going to pull into uh, Mali Zaton, or Zaton. I'm not exactly sure how it's pronounced. Uh, and it's going to be a nice little drop your anchor and back up against the shore and take a line around a tree or a rock on shore. <laughs> be sure when you drop that anchor that you test it. Put your boat in full reverse and make sure you're not dragging anchor because it's going to be nice and calm 
And I can't tell you how many times I've been in that little harbor. And at 1 o'clock in the morning, the the boras may start to blow. And then you're going to be right uh, in the midst of a very, very strong wind. Of course, on a bora, the closer you get to shore, the stronger the wind is. Because it's basically, uh, is it a catabatic wind that falls from the top of the mountains down to the ocean and then spreads out? So make sure you check your anchor very, very well before you call it a night. Now, you may get through the night without any bora blowing at all, but if you do, then you're going to basically be up on anchor watch the rest of the night. And while your anchor may be holding just fine, you're going to have to worry about the charter boat next to you that dropped his anchor, didn't test his anchor, and uh, now is dragging, going to shore starting his engine and going out, and he's going to probably try to drop right on top of your anchor. And you're going to have to get up there and defend your position in the harbor from uh, poor charters. That's happened to me several times, and uh, it's (laughs) just a heads up. Boras don't come during the day. They usually come at night, and during the day it may be dead calm. You may be motoring most of the day, and at night it'll be calm when it goes when the sun goes down, but oh, around one or two in the morning, sometimes, not every night, but sometimes a bora will start blowing. Now, that's if you have a real late afternoon start. If you have a little more time, I'd continue on and go on to Sunj Bay, S-U-N-J Bay on Lopud, L-O-P-U-D Island. That's on the south end of the island of Lopud. Actually, let me pull it up here because I have a... Uh, so let me take a look at it. I have Google Earth open, and so I can go over this a little more detail. So that's on the, yeah, the south, basically the south side of Lopud Island. And the bay faces, as you're looking into the bay, it's, it's facing northwest. Now, if the wind is blowing from the south, you don't want to go into that, that harbor, that bay, because that is open to the south. It's open pretty much just to the south east. So if the wind's blowing from the southeast or the south, you may want to head around to the north end of the island. And there's a big bay there that you can also anchor in. And I've anchored on both sides of the island in the past. And also it's short enough that you can actually take a nice stroll and walk from one bay to the other bay, from the south end of the island to the north end of the island. It's actually the northwest part of the island where the other bay is in. And it's it's protected from the, uh, oh, it's pretty much protected from all areas except for winds from the northwest but even northerly winds would be well northerly winds would be blowing in there so it's protected from uh south southeast and southwest but it's open to north northeast and northwest so depending on which way the winds are blowing or forecast to be blowing on Lopud island you'd choose your harbor accordingly you choose your anchorage accordingly now if you have a little more time i'd go up and the winds are blowing from the north northeast or northwest I would head up to one of my favorite little bays called the Bay of Sudrad, S-U-D-R-A-D, and it's on Saipan, S-I-P-A-N, island. And from uh, the marina in Dubrovnik, it's about 10.1 nautical miles, so it's not too far away. And so if you're getting a late afternoon start, that should be reachable. Now, you may want to take a little time before you head up, though, and, and do a flyby of the outer wall of Dubrovnik and see the outer wall of Dubrovnik from the sea. It's worth doing, but it's going to add a little bit of time. So in that case, you'd come down the the river, basically, go underneath the big bridge, and then 
work your way to the left. Watch your navigation because there's some pinnacles there you have to watch out for. So there's some hazards to navigation when you do this. And then go along and sail around the uh, around the outside of the city of Dubrovnik. It's a it's worth doing. It's a beautiful view from the sea. You cannot pull into the harbor of Dubrovnik. That's reserved for small boats. But you can come around and take a look at the the old city from the water, and it's worth doing. Now, if you want to try to spend a night, there's a little island there, and I've spent a night on it. It's called Lokrum Island which is just across from Dubrovnik, and it's got a little harbor there that's uh, protected from, the, from north winds, uh, from south winds, and from westerly winds, but it's not protected from the Bora. So it's going to be open to the Bora. So there, if there's a forecast for the Bora, that would not be a good anchorage to stay at. But it's a good day sail over there. If you want to go over, and it's, it's a, basically it's a national park island, so you can get off and walk around the island if you want to do that. But I'm trying to figure out the most efficient use of your time for a one-week trip. So I'm thinking the first night you spend in Sudrad Harbor on Saipan Island. Now, if you have a little more time, if you have an extra hour, maybe an hour and a half, you might go around to the northwest part of the island to the town of Saipan. And there's a very well-protected harbor there that's pretty much protected... mm, all the way around, and it would be fairly well protected from the Bora as well. But if you go into that harbor and anchor, you're going to be charged. I pulled in that harbor, and immediately a man came out and said he's going to charge me to anchor in there, and I was just pulling in and out just to take a look at the harbor. So I've never actually anchored there, but it's a little village, cute little village, and it might be worth a a pull in and and going out to dinner there. It's a nice little town. Like I say, I've never anchored overnight there. I've always anchored on the southeast side of the island, and I've never anchored in that little bay, but it's a beautiful little bay. Now, one other thing you might consider if you have a little more time on your first day is to head up to a town called Ston, S-T-O-N. And and at this point, you're still going to be hugging the coast of Croatia, but you're going to be in pretty protected waters because there's islands protecting you. It's going to be a pretty comfortable sail up there. But at Ston, and I've done this, there's a little uh, a little tie-up you can tie in to, and you may need to raft to another boat, but you can also anchor off the town of Ston and walk up, and you might want to walk the steps that go way up over the top of the mountain and down the other side. There's a story behind those steps, but I can't tell you. That's a good walk up and down these old ancient steps, and you get over to the other side of the peninsula, I should say, not the island, the peninsula, to a town called Malistan, M-A-L-I-S-T-O-N. Maybe have some drinks there and then walk back by way of the road so you don't have to do the, the serious climb up these steps. But it's worth doing. It was fun. I did that one day, and it was, it was a warm day. We started actually in the morning. It wasn't late in the afternoon. But if you have time, you might do that. Now, not much of a town for visiting other than doing that, but if you head back down the way you came up, there's a very well-protected anchorage called Bialuka, B-E-I-L-U-K-A. And this is on what's called the Pelgesac Peninsula. Now, Bialuka, there's two restaurants there. And both of them will let you tie up and use their facilities and use their moorings 
but you're expected to come in to dinner. So just be forewarned that the dinners at these restaurants are pretty expensive. You're probably going to be paying in the neighborhood of $70 per person to go to dinner at these restaurants. They don't have a menu. You go in, you sit down, they serve you your meal, and it's a very nice meal, and then they present you with a bill at the end. So you go in pretty much blind, not knowing what you're going to be spending for the night. I don't like that sort of place myself. Some people do. Uh, when we pulled in there and I thought, well, we'll go out to dinner here, but I expected a menu, but there was no menu and you pretty much paid what they gave you the bill for at the end of the night. Now, it's fine dining and if money is no object, it might be a, a good night out on the boat, but just be forewarned on that. So there's three, well, three or four choices for the first night. Now, the second night... I would head over to the island of Mijet, M-I-J-E-T. Now, if you have a little time, you might do an overnight on the island, or you might beeline up to the National Park area. I've done it both ways. There's a couple little anchorages on the northeast side of the island. Probably my favorite one is Pro... I'm just going to... I'm just going to spell this for you because it's too hard to pronounce. P-R-O-Z-U-R-S-K-A. Prozuska, 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 Prozuska Luka. And there's two bays you can anchor in. One's right off the little town and one's over in a little bay. And both of them have decent holding. And it's just a tiny little village. And there's a couple little restaurants there that you can pull into. Now, another one just to the southeast is another place I've stayed at. And it's, it's spelled O-K-U-L-J-E, Olkuje. Now, this one actually offers a little better protection, all-around protection. And again, in this little harbor, you can anchor, but it might be a little crowded, and there's a fairly shallow area in the bay you have to watch out for. Or you might just choose to tie up to one of the restaurants and go to dinner at one of the restaurants. Both those are delightful little anchorages uh, a little closer to the southeast portion of Miyad Island. Now, the, the, the crown jewel of this island, of course, is the National Park. And to get to the National Park, you go up to the, the little harbor called Polos, P-O-L-A-C-E. That's a big bay. There's plenty of anchorage in the bay. You can choose to drop your anchor in the bay. It's all-around protection. Or you can choose to tie up in front of one of the little restaurants there. I've done it both ways. I sort of like anchoring in the bay. It's a nice big bay, and it holds lots of boats, so you won't be too crowded. But at Polos, you'll want to rent a some bicycles and ride up over the hill and go down and visit the inland sea called Vilico Jezero, J-E-Z-E-R-O, and ride your bike around that lake. So you're going to want to spend at least two nights in the national park, one night to get in, one day to ride around, and then another night on the boat. So you're going to spend two nights there. So what are we into this trip now? Well, you may be into the trip two days or three days at this point in time. So if you're into the trip two days at this point in time, probably the only other place you're going to have a chance to visit is Korchula, the island of Korchula. And it's one of those places you do want to visit. It's a pretty little village. The town of Korchula is really a pretty little town. And it's going to be about a 20-mile, 20-nautical-mile hop to get from the National Park up to probably your first bay on Korchula. And now the first bay of Korchula that you would want to anchor in is Lumbarda. And it's a 
both an anchorage and a marina. And you can choose to anchor in this bay or tie up at the marina. Now, that's what I've always done when I visited the town of Kortshula is always anchor in Lombarda because it's just easier to get up to the town of Kortshula from here. But let me give you a heads up when you're pulling into this harbor to make sure you check your navigation carefully and hug the key, hug the end of the key when you're coming into this harbor because there's some very shallow areas that are just off to the, uh, as you're as you're coming into the key from the sea, it's going to be to your right, and the key is going to be on your left, and you want to hug the key because to the to the right as you're pulling in, or to the starboard side as you're pulling in, there's a very a big shallow area that you got to be careful of. Now, one day I had come in and I'd anchored my boat in the in the in the bay here, the little bay. I didn't tie up at the marina, and I jumped overboard and I was swimming out around this shallow area. This area with nice clear beautiful water and I saw catamarans starting to come into the marina and catamarans don't have much draft so I'm thinking this guy thought wasn't really paying attention to his navigation he thought oh it's shallow over there but I'm a catamaran I can go anywhere well I watched him as he pulled in to the marina basically motoring in and he bumped right into against this reef and he was too embarrassed he backed off and went somewhere else and I swam out to where the uh, the rock was he hit and there was a piece of a little bit of gel coat coating the rock so check your charts carefully if you come into lombarda now from lombarda you can catch a taxi or or take a bus up and visit the little town of corchula which is a walled city and it's well worth visiting so that's going to be the next day so at this point in time you really haven't seen that much but you're about out of time you've got to start working your way down south uh, you can work your way through Corchula by the island of Corchula, and there's a couple little anchorages on the oh on the north side of the island of Corchula, but nothing particularly interesting that I've been to. But there's a lot that I have not been to. There's a, there's a, a harbor on the west side of Corchula that if you have the time, you might want to pull into. But I haven't heard much good about this harbor, quite honestly. It's called Vela Luca, V-E-L-A-L-U-K-A. But I haven't been there. I can't give any personal experience on what it uh, what is in there. But the but the pilot did not seem to be hmm, very well. Let, let's put it this way: when I read the pilot, it didn't make me want to go there. Now there's a lot of anchorages on the south side of Corchula. I haven't been to any of them. But this is about as far as you're going to be able to get in a week. So you've been up here three or four days. Now you're going to need to start turning around and heading back south. There's also a marina right at the city of Corchula. It's another ACI marina. So if you want to be right by the the little town of Corchula, the city of Corchula, you can also pull into there. But you probably should call ahead for reservations because it's very popular in the summer. There's an island as you're working your way up to the town of Corchula, and it's called Badija, B-A-D-I-J-A. And it's basically a park, and there's an anchorage right there off the park, and you can anchor there, and I've done that, and met some pretty interesting people that have anchored there as well. So that's another place you might want to do an overnight anchorage. Not really any restaurants on the island, but if you have food on the boat and you just want to anchor for a night and wander around this little national park, it's worth doing. So that would be it. Now you're going to have to work your way back south. And you might hit some of the spots that you didn't hit on the way up. And that's going to 
pretty much do a week charter. Now, I may do another podcast on heading south out of Dubrovnik instead of north. And if I headed south out of Dubrovnik, well, I'd hit Sovtot. I've already talked about the little town of Sovtot. And then I would hop around the corner and spend the rest of my time in Montenegro, in the fjords of Montenegro. So if that's something you might want me to do a podcast on, drop me a note. I'll talk about that as well. So before I close out this podcast, let me ask you to do me a favor and go into the iTunes directory and, and give a review for the show if you enjoy it. If you have specific questions you want answered, drop me a note, and I'll try to answer them on the podcast. If not, I can always give you a call directly. I'm not a big person for writing long emails, so don't ever expect me to write you an email. If I do respond in an email, it's usually a one-sentence email. I'm not much of a keyboard person. I'm an audio person. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments or suggestions, drop me a note, franz at medsailor.com. Get out there and go sailing.